Hello, I'm RJ City, and you are listening to the Monster Cast. You're going to talk about Bela Lugosi. They're going to talk about Lon Chaney Jr. He'd be so sad, holding his hat, saying, Please, put me in this room and don't unlock the door. And you can't do any better than the Doll Brothers. Jack and Ryan, they're brothers, but they're also bros. Uh, what? Pardon? Wrestling. Well, who the hell wants to talk about wrestling? These are horror movies. It's a deep genre. It's a smart genre. Fantastic actors. Fantastic cinematography. Wrestling is just sweating and fireworks and bouncy ropes. There's nothing. So how do you talk about that every week? All right. Let's see them try. Take it away, you crazy dolls. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap Fightful here. You're watching the Monster Cast with Jack and Ryan. A big shout out to those fellas. Good people. Check them out. Jake and Brian. Brandon Cutler here from AEW, and I hope you guys have an awesome podcast with the Monster Cast. What what was that? Your name is Jack and Ryan? Shut up, Jack and Ryan. Wrestling podcast? How fucking original. I guess I just I mean. Here's your host of the Monster Cast, the Straight Edge Monster Jack and Ryan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Prediction Sure to Be Wrong. I am Jack. That's Ryan, and this is the Monster Cast. This video exclusive to YouTube and Spotify. I hope you guys enjoy it. Night of Champions, WWE Night of Champions, happening Saturday afternoon. It is currently Friday night, Saturday morning for Ryan, and we are going to do this uh, right now. There are seven matches, I believe. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, seven matches at Night of Champions. This, honestly, might be one of the better Saudi pay-per-views as far as on paper like what they're what they're portraying to their audience um a lot of title matches three women's matches a lot of build to a lot of these stories um still don't think anything's really going to happen in the show <laughs> um but uh I do I do like this approach better than their previous approach where it was kind of like lip service to Saudi Arabia's Saudi Arabia fans hey here, here's a show if you wanted a show, here's a show. Nothing's happening on it. We're just going to throw everybody out there that we can. The greatest Royal Rumble type shit. And, uh, and that's it. And that's it. Basically, like when they, like what we were worried about with, uh, Backlash in Puerto Rico, basically. Um, stuff like that. Or whenever they go to the UK to do their tours or their one taped Raw and SmackDown or whatever. Literally nothing happens. Um, not even all your biggest stars show up. I do believe that part of that is because Sammy finally gets to go back. Um, I did watch the press conference or clips of the press press conference. I got to see the, the Sammy clip. That was pretty fucking cool. Um, the Cody clip was pretty cool too because they actually sung all his words, not just the OO part, right? So that was fucking crazy. Um, 
However, I do disagree with Brandy Rhodes, so we'll get on that on a on, a, on another day. So there's certain people Sunday just problem. have to say, just certain people just have to say something, right? They just have to. I don't know why you can't just leave it. You you should leave it alone. You're talking about other people leaving it alone. No one's talked about that in how long? How long? Not to mention, not to mention, he was he was the one doing this booking. <laughs> if you're gonna blame somebody for him not getting over, come on, man. Well, like I we said know. on Twitter, I was like, just just give it time, dude. It's still the honeymoon honeymoon period, honestly, because it, the the long injury that he had, we didn't have to hear nine months of the same promo. Wait, just wait. I promise you, they're turning on him. He cannot do the same character in AEW that he did here and not have the exact same reaction at some point. Also, here's the other part of that too: is Saudi Arabia crowds are different. Like, I'm not saying Cody's not over in America, but Cody's not that over in America. He's just not. It's like saying because the the Paris crowd went crazy for Baron Corbin that like he's super over in America. He's, he's not. Like I want him to be. I really like him, but he's not. So yeah, the whole thing was stupid. She she could be on Marcus tweet this week for our, for all I care. I mean that's that was such she a might bad. be. She might be. It's not too often thing. that we have big heads up there, but we, we might. You might yeah. be up there. But anyway, um, the other thing about that is I would like to say that. The crazy thing is, is you get the the bigger WWE accounts on Twitter, and they're treating Cody like he's Danielson, right? Like he's Brian Daniel at his peak or something. Like, no, he's not that over. I agree with you. He's not that over. He's over because of the one part of his song, and then it all dies down again, right? And you know when he was the most over? When you had him lose to Roman. Which yeah. is why I said you should have pulled the trigger at WrestleMania because I'm telling you it's going to go downhill and it's going to be bad. It's going to be Lex Express bad. They're saying now that the the plan is still for Roman versus Cody, and it's like, well then, what the fuck are we doing here? What are we doing here? Um, they're talking about like next year's WrestleMania and shit. I'm like, bro, that's crazy to me. Um. I feel like it's the, the Rock and John Cena. Like you could just book this a year in advance, and people will still care. Like no, that's yeah. that's terrible, terrible. I don't know what you do with him for a year, man. Because this Brock shit should be over after this, or maybe one more pay per view if they really want to stretch it out. And then you got a long time to fill, man. A long time to fill. Yeah, what's his big? Who's who's Cody's big opponent after? Roman and Brock, and he's already did three matches or four matches with Seth, and you got SummerSlam coming up. Where's Cody fit there? Triple H? We're going to break Triple H back out? He can't lose to Seth again because that old Seth is probably going to win the title, right? We'll get to that in a minute. And then that means Cody has a title that makes him not want to do the, the match against Roman. It wouldn't make any sense. Um. Yeah, all this is stupid. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't have anybody to go against. Oh, I will say this: he'll lo- he would lose to Seth if Seth won against AJ. He's already lost to Roman, and he was too scared to go against Moxley. So he can't even go against the Shield members, dude. Like the Shield is out for Cody. Like we got to just move on. Mm. I don't know what he's gonna do. I guess, I guess he could go for the um, the Intercontinental title again. Since that seems to be his ceiling in wrestling is the TNT, US, Intercontinental, those titles. But like, hey, Cody, we made the international title. We'll let you have that when you come back over. My favorite Mitt Carter. Um, 
Everybody, everybody quotes the um, the Cody shitting on Disco thing when they're talking about like tweets where somebody just got fucking roasted. But there was one one time where somebody said something about Cody Cody Ceiling basically being mid card or whatever, and Cody replies to the guy and he's like, "Friend, you follow me?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, because you're my favorite mid card." <laughs> my favorite, I follow my favorite mid carders too. Yeah, like it's like God damn, dude, that hurts. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the show. Night of Champions, it's coming up very shortly. Here are the predictions, sure to be wrong. Let's start out with the three women's matches because that's just how it was listed on Wikipedia, so that's the order I put it in. Um, I'm almost certain that this will not be the order of the pay-per-view, so don't, don't worry about that for the feminists out there. Here we go. But we will start with the one that's not for a title. It is Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Um, and there you go, by the way. There's the time. 1 p.m. Eastern. So it'll be 12 here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I might as well just go ahead and stay up and fucking watch that. Jesus Christ. All right. So anyway, uh, it'll be Becky versus Trish. Um, this actually has some decent build to it. I just don't like how they got there. I thought it didn't make any sense at the beginning of why Trish turned. I don't think they executed the turn well as well either when she did the the very light hit to the back of the head that missed and then Becky fell into the ropes. Um, Didn't like that. But other than that, ever since that part of it, it's actually been pretty good back and forth. Contract signing was okay. Um, I I honestly don't know where where they go with it. Becky can afford a loss. Trish can't. So if you're planning on using Trish at SummerSlam, because there's been rumors that she's wanting multiple matches and then this will be her last run like, for good, for good. Um, if that's the case, then she has to win here, I think. Um, but the other issue I have is that I don't want... Or, I not that I don't want. I don't see a scenario where all three women's matches at Night of Champions are won by the heel. And I'm picking Asuka. So... I think I'm going to go Becky here. <laughs> I'm just going to go I Becky. Because I don't think all three heels are going to win, dude. That's crazy. You don't think Natalia's going to win? <clears throat> Natalia is not the heel. <laughs> now, will she get cheered like Rhea? No, clearly not. Rhea's over. I, I understand Natalia's not the heel. You said you think all the heels are going to win. I said, oh, you don't think Natalia's going to win. Oh, no. Hell no. Okay, my bad. I thought you were saying that. that I thought you said you don't think Natalia's going to win like, oh, she's going to win. Like, I'm, I would pick her to win. Thinking, like, saying that, she, implying that she's the heel because everybody loves Rhea. You're not picking any baby faces to go over, and it's like, oh. I mean, okay. she's the only one getting cheered in fucking Judgment Day. When they pass the mic to all four fucking people, she gets cheered. All the other three get booed out the building. So it does seem like um, with the SummerSlam thing that it's more likely that they let Trish win with some bullshit finish here, and then try to stretch this out to SummerSlam. But uh, I think, I think. I think the right call here, obviously Ripley's going to win, so then you set up the Becky versus Ripley program for SummerSlam. That makes more sense. I understand Trish still wants to do shit, but it shouldn't be this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Becky wins. Tentatively. Alright, so I'm going to change that to both, because I thought you were going to go Trish for a second. Well, I mean, I could see them doing it if they want to... If they, if they have somebody else in mind for... Rhea, then it kind of makes sense. But 
I don't think they do. So. Alright, next up we've got, speaking of, Rhea. Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. I've got Rhea. I'm sure Ryan has Rhea. This is a pretty easy one. We can move forward. Yep. Alright, that was the easy one. I don't even think we need to talk about it. No, we don't have to. There's nothing to talk about. There's no build. There's nothing. All right, so we're just going to the next one. All right. Bianca versus Asuka. I'm going Asuka, obviously, as I just said earlier. Um, I think it would be a huge missed opportunity if she loses here uh, again. I still think she should have won at WrestleMania, but it's whatever. It can't go back in time. So this is our, this is our Fiend Bray Wyatt chance against Seth Rollins right here this is to make up for your failed attempt last time at the saudi show so i'm going asuka over bianca to become the new raw women's champion also this makes sense because bianca is on smackdown now and we got to get this fucking title on somebody else although i think asuka's on smackdown now too right is that i can't remember asuka yeah she's on smackdown so yeah that's we're, we're still, we would still have the Raw Championship on SmackDown either way, yep. Yeah, so this would still make no sense. Awesome. So it doesn't matter who won. Way to, way to do that draft, guys. That draft is really working out for you. I'm picking Bianca in this. I don't trust them to, I, I don't think they feel like they've built Asuka up enough. And I think that they think that if they have her lose again, then she could go on a pretty strong heel run to build herself up and then maybe win it at SummerSlam. But it just, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem likely. I think. So you're going Bianca? Yeah, I just, I don't, I just don't see them giving, kind of like you were talking about, like the heel wins. I'm just not sure that they give that many heel wins to the Saudi audience. And this seems like a, an easy place to do it where you still got time to build up Asuka again. She's always going to be a credible threat no matter what. You just make her get like a little bit closer, have Bianca win it with like a, a very bullshit like roll up, like desperate sort of win. Um, or have it be like a weird fuck finish where Asuka's foot's on the rope or something, but ref doesn't see it. Like there's a lot of ways to do this where it doesn't hurt either one of them badly enough and still sets up something for SummerSlam because it seems like Ripley and Becky are going to be in their thing, but then there's not really anyone else in the Bianca Asuka program on the SmackDown side. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm going to pick Bianca to retain. All right. Yeah. Next up, Gunther versus Ali. It's Gunther. It's not close. This is about as easy as the Rhea Ripley one for me. See, it's not for me because it's in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Um, the same man sore here, dude. He's losing. Sorry, he's losing. Listen, I love Ali, man. I'm biased. Um, I love I love Walter. Don't care. He's winning this match. It's not going to be close. And in fact, I wouldn't be shocked if WWE did a Brock Lesnar situation where he just destroys him in like three minutes. Yeah, I think I think the smart thing to do here because Ali actually does he, he is. He's got a bit of character behind him now. They've actually got him in a direction that's not some weird, like, off-the-wall shit, like with the retribution stuff or whatever. Um, he's always been pretty compelling as a promo and stuff. Like, he's got a lot of charisma. He's just 
I don't know what it is. They, they don't want to get behind him for some reason. It might be a size or something. I don't. I have no idea. But um, I will say that um, it's it's plausible to have Ollie win here. Uh, just not incredibly plausible. I think the right move here would be to have Gunther win, have Ali seem like pretty fucking defeated about it, and then, I don't know, maybe have fucking Gunther make fun of him or something, and then he goes, like, way out of his way to sort of build himself up and become credible and get a bunch of wins and maybe even be the one to take it off of him. But I don't feel like when you have a run this long, even in WWE booking, even if they're trying to do, like, a shock finish or whatever, it still wouldn't be guy wins a battle royal and then wins the belt like it's not enough of a program so not saying he won't ever win it but yeah i don't i don't think he wins it here i'm gonna have to pick him through it as well they're gonna have to do a lot of good faith stuff for me to believe anything like that would ever happen at a saudi show anyway by the yeah. way that's yeah. the other thing you got to take into consideration gunther's gonna have this massive reign and then he's gonna lose it at saudi Nah, i don't think so they're gonna wait for yeah. an actual an actual home base crowd for that yeah for sure um, all right, next up, it's the tag team title matches, which me and Ryan actually think are going to probably be the main event, part of the triple main event, which is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Uh, the double main event made sense sometimes, but then if you think about it, no, it really doesn't. But there's one main event. Whatever the fuck is last is the main event, right? So I don't, I'm so tired of that. I, I, I've made fun of them calling the main event of night one on WrestleMania the main event, like counting that as a main event. It's not. Your show was so goddamn long that you had to split it up into two fucking days. Therefore, that's the middle of the show. That's the intermission match. That's not even the... <laughs> that's before we take a long break to get to the next show. That's the intermission match. That is not even a main event. I don't even count that as a main event. Um, I, okay, here's here's what I will say. Is that I actually... I do count night one main events as main events. Because main event is... It, the, the tickets are sold separately. So, you are still the main attraction on that night that people are buying a ticket for. Did if we ever confirm that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We did confirm that that they were there. Yep. You had to buy two different tickets. You you can get bundles or whatever, but they are separate tickets because a lot of people only can come to one day or only want to come to one day or whatever. So yeah. I that, okay. Well, if that's the case, then okay. I guess I understand. I understand the point from literally a logic standpoint. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So. I didn't know if we ever confirmed that or not, because I haven't been to a WrestleMania ever, let alone one that was split up into two nights, so that's interesting. Does uh, New Japan split their Wrestle Kingdom up like that, too? I don't think so. I'd, I'd have to check. Um, but I imagine, like, some people can probably only go to one night, right? It's kind of fucked up to make them pay full price if they can only do one night. But also, New Japan's this most recent year was split up, like, super far apart, too. So I'd be really surprised if they were not separate tickets. Because it wasn't consecutive weekends. All right, I'm going to let you days. pick first on this one. Um, and that's only because I've been picking first on every single one of them so far. But also, I need to see where you're going with this one. Because Sammy's finally back. Kevin Owens, this is his first Saudi show. Do they lose they... in their debut, dude? Like, that'd be fucking nuts. I mean, it's not Sammy's debut. He's wrestled in Saudi Arabia before. But I don't think under WWE he has. So, yeah. um, basically, both of their WWE debuts in Saudi. You saw how over he was at the press conference. But looking at the other side of it and the rumors going around what the fuck they want to do with Roman and the bloodline, yeah. what happens here? We talked about this on the show. I believe it was the last show. Like, all the different outcomes and scenarios that can 
spawn out of this one match right here to make the Bloodline uh, storyline interesting again because it's been kind of trending downwards ever since uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, okay. I had to look up something real quick. So, I know what they're trying to do with the Bloodline storyline. And I don't think it makes sense for them to win the belts because what they need to happen here is for the Usos to be able to say, look, see, you guys lost too. It wasn't because we fucked up. It's not because we failed somehow. It's not because we're not good enough to be here, whatever. You guys fucking lost too. They're like a, a good tag team. They're strong opponents, whatever. Like whatever they need to do or say or whatever. Um, or they could do the other route of Reigns and Solo are about to win and then or about to lose, and then they ask the Usos for help, and the Usos are like, nah, in their ringside or whatever. Like, there's a lot of different ways you could do this, but essentially the story coming out of it should be that the Usos have a case for why them losing to these same two people uh, doesn't really say anything about their ability because, hey, you guys lost too. And that, that needs to be the um, where they take the story from here into SummerSlam. So. Or even into Money in the Bank. I think you could do a, a tag match the Usos versus Solo and Roman at Money in the Bank and that'd be interesting. Because I know that the word right now is that he's not supposed to defend his his titles at Money in the Bank. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I've got I've got Sammy and, and Kevin winning this for bloodline reasons more than Sammy and Kevin reasons. I have Sammy and KO winning it too and here's why. And it, I really was going towards Solo and Roman pretty much the entire time since it had been rumored that that was going to be the match. But on Raw... When they said they were dedicating the match to the Usos, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, they're winning because then it's going to help drive the wedge in between the two teams even more. So mm. we, if you watch SmackDown before Raw, Roman and Roman was making fun of the Usos for for dedicating the match to Roman instead of Afa and Sika. So then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come out on Raw and say they're dedicating the match and their victory over Solo and Roman to the greatest Samoan tag team and then said the Usos and I was like oh shit okay so that's I I feel like they kind of gave it away with that I still would not be shocked if Roman and Solo won but that's like the main reason in that promo that one line that's making me pick uh, Sammy and KO here also I just really can't see them finally getting KO and Sammy over in Saudi and then losing their first their first uh, Saudi match that's crazy to me punishment for being so difficult coming over before <laughs> yeah um, I don't either. Yeah, I, I think this is a pretty obvious booking decision and then leads into more interesting things than if you had them as the champion. All right, next up, it's the fight. It's the beast versus the broken arm. Here we go. Uh, Lesnar. Yeah, no, it's Lesnar, for sure. It's Lesnar. I agree. It's definitely Lesnar, dude. Yeah, that was a stupid. Like, it's Lesnar, and I don't think it'll be close. This is not going to be the same situation as a torn mm -hmm. peck against Seth Rollins. No. Um, when you have the Hell in a Cell, yet. when you have the Hell in a Cell backdrop to help uh, protect you, as far as mm -hmm. making the match make sense. Also, Seth and Brock Lesnar are not the same people, right? So, and they're not built up the same. So. With all that said, and then Brock, I think Brock's already lost. He lost, uh, he had lost like two matches or something, then beat Omos, and then lost to Cody. 
Like, like he's got to the... he's got to get some more dubs. Which you thought you would never say, by the way, about Brock Lesnar. But if you want him, if you want him to be taken seriously going into SummerSlam, which would probably be his next match, hmm. um, it's got to be. Especially because he said he's on his little final run right here. He's thinking about retiring finally. Yeah, he lost the Roman match, and then he lost the Bobby Lashley match by DQ because they had to dick kick him in the uh, the hurt lock. Yeah. So then he, then he beat Omos at WrestleMania, and then he lost mm-hmm. to Cody. Yep. At Backlash. So, no, this is... They're going to use the Cody broken arm thing as like, oh, he gave a valiant effort and tried to go out there and fight anyway, but he's the way that this should be booked is like John Cena versus Brock Lesnar that one time where everybody was just like, what the suplex fuck City, yeah. happened? Yeah, Suplex yeah. City. Yep, where, that's yep. literally where Suplex City started. Yep. Fucking Suplex him um, 14 times. Um, draw him in a Kimura and have him tap. Like, that's it. Yeah, or... I mean, and the th- the funny thing is, is they they keep saying broken arm, but no one's actually confirmed it yet. Because if he did have a broken arm, that wouldn't make any sense. Because why would you let him wrestle for one? It's not an unsanctioned match. And two, uh, after the match with Lesnar is over at Night of Champions, do we just have Cody off a of TV even though he's healthy for six months, seven months? That doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't take that long to get back from a broken arm. But Triple H did try to tell him not to wrestle on. I think it was Raw. So he's like, no, Cody, it's not the same as a torn pec. It's a broken arm. You can't wrestle. Blood. So they, they actually have been saying broken arm. Yeah. Um, he said, well, he a, looked at Cody and said, I can tell when an arm is broken. And you're like, I, that's a broken arm or whatever. I'm like sitting there like, that's, that's stupid. That's a dumb storyline. If he's completely healthy, yeah. why? Why are we doing a storyline when he just got back to keep him off TV even longer? Doc Sampson would never allow this. Um, <laughs> this is a... Uh, this whole thing's fucking CM, stupid. CM Punk's probably sitting at the house like, yep, yep, you gotta go back in there and wrestle. That's the rules. Yep. <laughs> in broken arm. I, I think, um, kind of like kind of like we were talking about earlier, this is gonna start the, okay, Cody, we get it. You're a sympathetic baby face, like, fucking tired shit. Because... Um, it's one thing to, to cheer for a baby face when it's like, okay, like, yeah, you lost, you gave your best effort or whatever. But this is just a, a baby face being fucking stupid. And that never gets over. Just like, being valiant to the point of stupidity never gets over. Uh, winning with roll-ups when you're clearly getting your ass beat is not going to get you over. And uh, cut, coming out and cutting the same my dad and my belt and my lineage and my struggle, whatever the fuck, promo once or twice a month not going to keep you over WWE you can stay over from a song for so long but then you get into that Bobby Roode territory where it's like yeah we'll do your song when you come out but after that we don't really give a shit about your matches yeah um, crickets but that's that's more because Bobby Roode they don't let him win he never goes over yeah, that too Cody's going over it's just when he's not supposed to be going over yeah. they're doing the, the they're trying to give him the super Cena or the the super Roman push where he can he can take a shit ton of damage and still still pull it out in the end, and that's so fucking annoying. Yeah. It's not gonna work. I think it's gonna it's gonna irritate people. If he has any if he has any like semblance of offense in this match, I think that people are gonna They won't at this show. It'll get a reaction at the show, and that'll fool them into thinking that people really like it. But American audiences or people that watch more than just this product, they're going to be rolling their fucking eyes the whole time if he gets any, like, credible offense at all. Unless they try to tell the story that 
he was lying and his arm's not really broken and it was to sucker Brock in and make him, you know, underestimate or whatever the fuck, but that would also be stupid. Um, so, yeah, I think that the right... It would make him look here, a lot smarter than fighting Brock Lesnar with a broken arm. Listen, no part of this makes any sense, and I'm not going to give them things that do make sense. Oh, it makes sense to me, baby, because I believe someone on the show called all this shit happening... And that they're going to fight a third time, too. And yeah, I'm going to be right, as usual. Because Vince loves 50-50 booking, which is another reason why Brock has to win here. Well, you know, this is funny. I I was uh, reading about this um, a couple weeks ago. And back in the day, it was like a common thing for all title matches to be two out of three falls. And... It was to get rid of that, you know, the whole idea of, like, somebody getting a fluke win or whatever. Like, it was the standard was for two out of three falls matches to be the, the way the belts were decided. And this was back in, like, the 50s and 60s, I believe. And that sort of fell out of favor when the New York Territory took over. And then, then he started doing sort of his 50-50 booking or whatever. Um, and it seems like, for whatever reason, they've sort of adopted the same thing now, but it's not in a two out of three falls match format it's three falls over <laughs> three fucking pay-per-views or one fall at a pay-per-view one fall the night next on the next night on fucking raw after for some reason and then the next fall at a pay-per-view but it's that same idea uh that seems to have somehow seeped back in even though vince mcmahon senior was the one who originally moved away from it so it's sort of an interesting thing to have learned um about the history of the territory. Which makes sense that he prolongs it because there's so many more shows now than there was in the 50s and 60s. So that, I mean, we're not saying that that doesn't make any sense. It's just funny that that's what it turned out to be anyway. Um, right. And he's been doing that for a while now too, by the way. If you think about how many times, every time fucking Edge and Cena or Edge and Orton or Orton and Cena all had those fucking pay-per-views, it would literally be like three, four straight pay-per-views where they would fight each other. And then they'd move on and be some other semblance of that trio for like fucking six years in a row. It was nuts. All right, let's go to the main event. Here it is. It is Seth Rollins and AJ Styles for the new and third world title in WWE United Champions. It has been confirmed that it will take the lineage of the big gold title from the WWE days, though, not from not from right. before like we were talking about. So um, I did see that. I think the last uh, one was Orton. So that helps a little bit. Uh, I'm still going Seth here. I've been saying it ever since this shit was announced that it needs to be Seth. It has to be Seth. If it's not Seth, I'm going to be very pissed off on the show on Monday morning, which you can catch on Twitch Live. Um, and the link will be in the description below. But I'm going Seth here. I love AJ. Love AJ Styles. But it literally makes no sense if AJ Styles wins this and then gets broken off from the rest of the OC over to Raw because he won the title. After SmackDown just wasted a whole fucking pick on AJ Styles. And it was a pretty high pick, I believe, as well. Yeah. Because we like um, we like praised the pick because they got like they had covered all their bases. They got the women. They got the they got the woman in Mia Yim, they got the main eventer in AJ Styles, and they got a tag team in the Good Brothers all at the same time. And to have that literally the main part of that pick that you picked so high and wasted on to go to Raw because you let him get into a tournament to go after a title that you knew wasn't going to be on your show as soon as you drafted Roman makes no fucking sense. So it's still got to be Seth here. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons it does. N not 
Not least of which the logistics of the the whole SmackDown Raw whatever the fuck thing, but also Rollins has been super hot lately as far as momentum. Also dress and just you know he's a he's a handsome guy. Uh, AJ Styles less hot. Um, not really doing a whole lot with him. They're doing, doing pretty good of, with the um, video packages up to this though, right? Did you like the video packages for this? I did. I like the the sit down interview with uh, Seth and all that. But the funny thing is. You know, AJ, AJ gave an interview where he was like, let's call it what it is. It's a secondary title because, you know, Roman's like, it was, it was almost like it was almost like he found out that he wasn't booked to win it and just was like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to call it what it is. It's a secondary title. I don't give a shit. But uh, I'm sure he knew ahead of time that he wasn't booked to win it. But yeah, man, like he's coming toward the end of his career. He is in his mid 40s. It would kind of make sense to give him another run. But he's just not... They haven't built him up. He has, like, no momentum right now. He did the NXT thing for a little bit. He's kind of got some shit going on with the OC, but not really. Lost the big feud with the uh, the Finn Balor stuff. So, I mean, it's cool that they're putting him back up at this level in the sense that, you know, he's at least competing for this title. But uh, I don't see any fucking way that they don't have Rollins win this. It's, it's like a, you know... I would say that this is more of a sure thing than people thought Cody over Roman was. So if they don't do this, like that's that's ridiculous. You got to have Rollins win here. Yeah, I agree. So both picking Rollins. So the only one we pick different on, and this is a common WWE, this is a common WWE thing here, is that we usually only pick different on one or two, unless it's WrestleMania. WrestleMania, we always pick. A lot different because there's just a lot of options obviously yeah. um but we both went becky we both went Rhea, we both went uh gunther we both went sammy and ko we both went lesnar and we both went seth but the one that we did pick different on i went asuka and ryan went bianca so that'll be the one match to look for for sure between us and the show um i was kind of hoping you would pick cody but yeah no it doesn't go with what i said i i thought they were going to do from the from the jump. I said Cody would win the first one. I got that one right. And you got that one wrong. And then I said that fucking Brock would get his shit wrong. Uh, get his shit right back. Uh, and that's what's about to fucking happen. If Cody wins, dude, I'm, I'm going to be so... I'm just going to shake my head. Like, I don't understand. The funny thing is, is they have everything set up to make everything kind of make sense coming out of this. Except for the Asuka-Bianca match because the winner will still be on SmackDown, right? So that's the only one that won't really make any sense. But everything else would kind of make sense. Um, and I think, by the way, that it's kind of leaning into that whole thing we were talking about with the women's titles where Triple H was just going to rename them and not call them Raw and SmackDown. Because if yeah. you think about it, the Rhea-Natalia uh, match, they're both on fucking Raw. And that's for the yeah. SmackDown title. So it's going to have the same issue on both women's titles. They should do that Monday. That, they just need to resolve whatever the fuck they need to resolve with that already. It's, it could just be waiting on the titles to be finished or something. I don't know. Who knows what's taking so long. But there's nothing stopping him from calling them something different in the meantime. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's just I agree. I agree. Like Smackdown I fully agree blue. with that. I fully agree with that. Um, but yeah, they got so many things that they could do here that make sense, but it's WWE, so there's a good chance we're going to come on here Monday morning for our actual show on Twitch and just obliterate Man, everything that they did because it, none of it made sense. I saw a job posting they were hiring a writer. I was like, mm, I don't think that's for me. 
I, I it's, it's for me, but I'm just not I'm not dealing with the other bullshit. See, I don't I don't I need to be the only writer. <laughs> I need yeah, to be the, the only writer. Now I don't I can't. Method. Yeah, there's no way I can do. There's no way I'm about to try to work with no no prior writing experience for for WWE or wrestling in any capacity, right? Outside of TEW and EWR, and fucking go into a room and and then get belittled by like a Michael Hayes or somebody. Because they were a wrestler and now they magically know everything that they think they know, and just because they had a couple good ideas, like come on, I, I it's not gonna work with me. I, I butt heads with uh, authority too much to even even consider that job. The, my role is all project management, brand analysis, stuff like that. So my my selling point would be, look, like I I know it makes sense, and I know it. Yeah, you could be like a Will solution. Washington type. You could try to bring continuity yeah. and fucking logic yeah. to their stupid right. ass storylines. You like, can write like, all the I, dumb shit you want, and I'll tell you why it doesn't make sense, and then you go make it make sense. You could like, do that. I plan, I plan eighteen month fucking initiatives for companies that make way more money than you. Okay. You could do. You could do. You just be like hindsight lad. That's what you could be. Yeah. Hindsight lad. You you, you write it all out. Bring it to me. I'll read it, and then I'll tell you after the fact why this sucks, and then you go and fucking fix it before we put this shit on TV. Yeah. I mean, all you have to do is tear up their papers like three hours before the show. I mean, they already they're already used to that anyway, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, there's yeah. the prediction sure to be wrong. Night of Champions, uh, WWE gonna happen 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, May 27th. Uh, I'll be watching it uh, intently. Intently, not because I want to, but because I have a podcast I have to do with this guy over here, and two, because I really want to see how mad I'm going to be on Monday morning. I I don't feel like I'm going to be that mad. There's so much wrestling. There's going to be a lot of good things to talk about. I think coming out of this weekend, uh, mostly one company, but I think the good will outweigh the bad this weekend for sure. So we'll see. Double or nothing will wash away all the pain. It's fine. It, it might because it'll be the last show that we watch. Right, so it'll be the last one, so it'll end on a good note instead of you know like um, like WrestleMania weekend when the best show was Ring of Honor and then it all went downhill from there, and I was like, oh shit, this is so bad. <laughs> Actually, no, WrestleMania night one was good. WrestleMania night two was the bad one. Yeah. Outside of the Intercontinental Triple Threat match, which I love, but anyway, don't bet on these predictions. They're usually not good. Um, I am currently 45 and 10 overall for the year. Ryan is 41 and 14. So you actually, I guess good. you could bet. You could bet. Yeah, you could probably make bet. some money. Go bet. Um, I it's wouldn't not, though, because as soon as you start advice. listening to us, that's when we're going to be wrong all the time. That's the problem. This, yeah, this is not financial advice. Yeah, I haven't bet on any of the 45 wins. I'm just letting you know. I wish I would have now in hindsight, but that did not happen. You're pretty good at this. Um, yeah. I've only been on wrestling one time, and it was AEW. AEW's Double or Nothing, I believe. Was it Double or Nothing when Ruby Soho showed up? I got that one right and won a shit ton of money. Because I said the Joker was going to win the Women's Casino Battle Royale or whatever. And it was her. And then I lost like $5 or some shit on the Young Bucks and uh, Lucha Brothers when they had that crazy-ass match, the cage match. And the Lucha Brothers won the tag titles. Um, But I made up for it with the Casino Battle Royale pick, though. uh, Because that thing was... The odds on that one were, I think they had decent odds, but because you didn't know who it was going to be, you still made a shit ton of money off that one. That was a good one, too. Um, I actually made most of my money on the Bengals winning that one year, beating the Chiefs, and something else, too. 
I don't want to say. Move oh. your fucking light coin around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that's how you had to do it. Fucking dumb. But anyway, I haven't bet since then. Uh, but I wish I would have now. If you if they're gonna put all this wrestling up there, man, damn, I could be making some money. Not a lot because I don't have a lot to bet, but like it would have accumulated, I'm sure. But like I said, don't bet on these picks. Seriously. Don't, yeah, don't bet on. Saudi Arabia mixed with WWE plus Logic. It's just this is not the show to bet. This is not the show to bet on right here, at all. I'm sure people lost a fucking ton of money on uh, Cody and Roman too. So yeah, just don't do it. Yeah, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, they probably put those bets in at Royal Rumble too. When it was probably yeah. probably at the highest, and they really thought it was going to happen, and like two weeks later, it's like, oh, I don't think he's going to win, and they're probably just sitting there like, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but anyway, prediction sure to be wrong. Night of Champions, watch it. Uh, let us know your predictions down below in the comments, and we'll see you guys very shortly because this channel is going to be filled with prediction shows this weekend. And don't forget our review shows will be happening next week when we cut them up from the main podcast. But if you want to watch the whole podcast in its entirety, you can join us live on Twitch. Like I said, the description will be in the, uh, or the link will be in the description below. And you can also catch us on our Spotify um, where I'll be posting the full show on that as well. And I believe I put that link in the description below as well. So check it out. And we got, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.